Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a s*** in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is my? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Thank you for joining us today. This is the Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Matt Vizana, as always, my brother Noel. Noel, hey, I wanted to give everyone an update. On Friday, we've got the great Bram Weinstein joining us on the show. Pretty cool. Pretty excited about that. Noel, please don't yell at him. You know, you can yell at me all you want, but just have a little respect. Uh, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Sometimes <laughs> I get into these blind rages and whoever's in the room, they just have to take it. Yeah, you need help. So anyway, um, <laughs> you <laughs> and also you can check out all of Bram's Empire Media podcasts at EmpireMedia.com. Just want to throw that out there. Hey, we're also on there as well. Yeah, I know. We're yeah. on there big time, man. But if you're listening to this, you obviously know how to find the show. So we're not overly concerned, but there's some good stuff on there. So check it out. Anyway. Real quick, we have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast, also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. We also have a Facebook group, so search groups and type in our name, Beltway Sports Bros. One last thing, please subscribe or follow, depending what podcast app you use. And we've actually added quite a few more podcast apps in the last few days, which we're excited about. So it's 100% free. All subscribing does is download the newest episode automatically, so you don't have to search for it. All right, so we're going to talk some nationals later on in the show, but wanted to start with the Washington football team, who is hiring NBC Sports Washington's Julie Donaldson to replace Larry Michael as a senior VP of media. Hey, you know, my first thought on this was like, oh shit, she's going to be the new radio play-by-play person. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, it's, oh, that would have been good. Oh my God. But apparently even, even she understands that she's probably not a great fit for it. So she's going to be involved in hiring Larry's replacement, but also going to be handling the rest of the team media duties. Exactly what that entails. We're not a hundred percent sure, but I think Larry did a lot of stuff, but hey, it's a great PR decision after everything that went down. I mean, to hire a female. Daniel's getting on the right track. I told <laughs> you i told you oh yeah he read cuban's book my question is is she really qualified for this job i'm not sure i know who she is i've seen her on you know redskins i don't know 100 and she does like the pre-game show and the post-game shows with uh b mitch and that crew and you know i know she does the uh the phenomenal show of redskins 100 with jp uh, and co-stars wimp and the blimp so <laughs> beyond that i I don't really know how qualified she is, especially to do play-by-play. Who the hell knows? But like I said, they needed to bring somebody in. She's been doing Redskin shit for a while now. So why not? It, it was a good move. We'll see where it goes, though. Right. She does a mean duck face, if nothing else, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, hey, she took the job. So that means I guess she hasn't uh, been involved in the rest of the stuff, if you know what I mean. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I would like to think she would. And have a little more <laughs> respect for Julie than that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean... If anything, sometimes she's the best one on these shows, so we'll see. I mean, I just don't know what makes her qualified to run a $5 billion company's media department after... <laughs> yeah. 
after just basically hosting and, and an anchor hey, job. Hey, if she's looking to get somebody else, then that means at least she has acknowledged the fact, like you said, that, hey, this part of the game isn't for me. She's going to do her due diligence, just like Tara and Daniel are doing. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure. Chris Cooley better be back. There's no indication that he is coming back, and she better do whatever she possibly can in that new role. That's her first order of business. Cooley's the Trent Williams of this uh, broadcast group. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, your boy. He's going to feel disrespected. When's the fuck the last time you've listened to Redskins radio play-by-play? Honestly, for a second, who the fuck listens to that anyway? What are you in the car listening to (laughs) Redskins play-by-play, Redskins broadcast? If I'm in the car, I put on my phone, and I... I listen to the Sunday ticket on my phone, or if I'm at home, I watch it on TV. Well, that's highly that's what illegal, I do. Though. You're driving with streaming television. And if you're listening, if you're listening to it, there's no way you're not looking down. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> hey, you do what you gotta do, man. Yep. Every once in a while a little glance like touchdown. You know, like <laughs> Oh my god. I've driven places a long drive to Florida or whatever, and I've had a Redskins game or a Wizards game on streaming. Right. Oh my god, like the kids are sleeping in the back seat, <laughs> and I've almost driven off the road because if somebody's shooting a three or something, my body yeah, language yeah, goes like, with yeah. it. Wow. Hell yeah. Well, whoever's on the radio broadcast, to be honest with you, I didn't even know Sonny Jurgensen left. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I'll be honest, I haven't listened to the radio broadcast in shit. God knows when. So I'm okay either way. Well, I do try to time them together, but it doesn't always work out. Are you serious? Yeah, they're they're phenomenal. Cooley's the best. He's unbelievable. He should be a national guy and he would crush it. I don't have that kind of patience for it. All so right. Well, moving on. Keeping with the football team in Washington that remains nameless, Daryl Green <laughs> was asked about Asante Samuel's comments regarding Green's Hall of Fame status, and this is phenomenal. I never thought Daryl had this in him, but, quote, if Asante Samuel walked up right now, I wouldn't know his face, end quote. Beast. Fucking beast. Good for fucking him. <laughs> I never thought that Daryl would just slap him down like that. You know what I mean? Screw this guy. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I know, right? I think he was like sour grapes because Ty Law hasn't been in the hall yet. And um, in the article, it kind of just talks about his point of view towards Daryl. Like, how the hell is he in the hall? He only has 50 plus interceptions in 19 years, yada, yada. And I'm like, give me a fucking break. Who the hell are you, dude? Yeah. Why are you talking about one of the great corners of all time that hasn't done shit to anybody? And for Daryl to do this is freaking awesome. I love it. Well, he's getting all he's got the gray hair and the, and the beard now he's just have any fucks to give grizzled, I guess. <laughs> man grizzled Ain't got time for this shit and the fact that he's throwing out 50 interceptions or whatever that was a totally different time he was like on dion's level maybe one b to dion and cutting off the field Th- that was totally yeah, different I, and we know the resume you know yeah, i mean we brain. know that daryl's not it wasn't even worth his time and he couldn't have said it better myself and that it came out of daryl that was just awesome Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He's awkward when he tries to be negative. Yeah. It's almost like it reminds me of I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Fargo. I actually have. But 
it, and it's in North Dakota or South Dakota. I don't remember wherever it is. Dakota. Same shit. Yeah, same shit. And the guy's in the dealership and he's getting ripped off on the car. He's like, you promised the true coat and everything in his power. And he says, you fucking asshole like he couldn't get it out because they're like they're just not that way that's yeah. what it reminded me of when i saw that it, he had to almost push himself to say something like that to somebody and it's great it was awesome well the rest of the quote which i didn't say i'm not going to say it but he kind of typical daryl fashion backtracked a little bit because he's like well if he didn't say that to me then i wouldn't say that to him and it's like come on yeah just stick with it stick man. with your guns you daryl just kill it just kill it <laughs> shut that fucker down he's not even in the same atmosphere as you hell no there's no point in it but it was great good for daryl and asante who yeah that's what's so great <laughs> next thing wanted to talk about this trademark guy speaking of idiots you're right right you've probably heard about the situation by now but this guy's name is martin mccauley he's a lawyer who trademarked every possible name you could think of <laughs> like the monuments red tails veterans red wolves he even did red-tailed hawks a little bit of everything there a little bit of your pig skins too <laughs> yes he did he trademarked the pig skins back in 2015 obviously he's a smart guy so yeah you know. it, brilliant <laughs> He said he's doing it so other people that aren't fans won't steal the name and basically give the team a hard time when they pick the name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I kind of question this guy's motives a little bit. Originally, he said that he wasn't going to make the team pay any money for the trademark. But then we come to find out, number one, he's now selling merchandise on his website with these names that he's using. And then two, he hired a lawyer who is now speaking on his behalf. And three, now he's saying that in order to get the trademark, the team needs to donate to charities of his choosing, including Native Americans. Americans. I was thinking, Noel, are, are one of these charities called the Human Fund? <laughs> uh, right. I, I mean, it, his stories changed so many times in such a short period of time. This has only been going on for like five days, and it's like right. all these different things are popping up. He might be a nice guy. Maybe he's trying to do the right thing, but something just doesn't smell right he's here. Not. No. He's not. And on top of that, well, kind of a sidebar, well, your buddy JP actually tweeted out that the Redskins haven't contacted Arkansas State about the Red Wolves name. Now, yeah. I was thinking in terms of that, if this guy held all the trademarks, why would they need to contact Arkansas State if he trademarked the Washington Red Wolves? What right. does one thing have to do with the other? Right. Now, yeah, because it's the full name of Washington Red Wolves. Right. Because I think there's something, and I'm not a trademark expert, sounds like this guy is, but I don't think you can really trademark an animal. Yeah. There's certain things that aren't copywritten where, like, you can't say, hey, um, I'm trademarking Wildcats. Right. Because everybody has that name. Yeah, but it's Wildcats. Washington Red Wolves. So right. I don't understand why they would need to contact Arkansas State to begin with. I mean, they could just totally fuck the guy over and say, we're just going to be the DC Red Wolves and say, peace out. There you go. But this guy's a douchebag. After everybody found out that he had like 20 trademark names, everybody was eviscerating this guy saying, look, this is a movement here and you're holding us up. So he was called Worthless Troll, <laughs> Costco Toilet Paper Hoarder. I mean, he's disgusting. Oh called everything. Yeah, so then he backtracked and said, no, no, um, I was holding on to him just in case somebody came out and wanted to profit off of this. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah, like you, asshole. Give me a break. And then, because he got the criticism for that, now he's like, well, I tried to contact the Redskins and they didn't get back with me, so that it's not my fault. Give me a break, man. Yeah, I would really like to see which charities this guy wants yeah. Snyder to send money to. Scumbag. And at the end of the day, 
Fuck you. (laughs) Okay? Don't tell me what to do. Are you going to sell it or aren't you? Now you're all of a sudden putting up these PC things. Well, the ball's in your court, Daniel. Right. Like, screw you. You did this for a purpose. And the purpose was to get money. It's so painfully obvious. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. All right. So moving on to something we haven't talked much about. What do you think it is, Noel? Jesus. Guys, can I have a moment before we dive in? Go for it. I love our audience, okay? I know I'm an asshole, but I love our audience. At least you're self-aware. Yeah, but I'm just not a baseball guy. There's only but so many sports that I can watch in a period of time. As you've heard in the past, I watch soccer and things like that. Just, to me, baseball's a fucking dinosaur, man. It's just this nostalgia thing that I just can't wrap my head around. I used to watch it when I was younger, but as time went on and... I got kids and everything else. I don't got time to sit around on a five-hour baseball game and watch guys scratch their balls. (laughs) I really don't. I'm past that. I used to watch sports 24 hours a day. I got other shit on my plate at this point. I know of it. I watched it in the playoffs just because D.C. area sports suck. So, yeah, when they were a good team, I watched the playoffs. I watched the World Series. I can't sit here with a straight face and say that I'm an avid fan and pretend like I completely give a shit. Well, you mean to tell me you didn't watch the Mystics championship run? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. That no. was that was magical, Noel. That, that, that was, was magic. magic. It was magic. I was I was high fiving and I was at the bar watching it with my boys. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, thank you for prefacing um, our our <laughs> Nationals portion of the show. I will that. try my best, everyone. <laughs> I promise. I'm I'm a fan, as you know. I don't yeah. watch all 162 fucking games. I think that's just far too many, but 60's good. I think we 60's can get... 60's <laughs> damn good for me. Damn good. Like, yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. It's like a spring training. Yeah. I'm good, man. I can and, even handle that. And I, I think most people listening don't watch 162 games. I think there's no. a very small portion of the audience that does, and people watch the playoffs intently in the World Series and everything, of course, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you have yeah. to watch every fucking game, because right. who the hell has the time for it? Right. I, I appreciate you fighting through this, Noel. So we're yeah, gonna... no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a gamer, man. I am a freaking gamer. I'm here for you, Matt. You wanted to do this earlier on, and I was praying for rain on the season, but, you know, here we are. (laughs) Yeah, so let's get started. Uh, So your defending World Series champs, the Washington Nationals, (laughs) yours, Noel, are starting back on Thursday at home against the Yankees. Oh, and and some cool stuff here. Uh, Dr. Fauci is going to be throwing out the first pitch of the games. Yeah, no, that is awesome. Um, And he's going to be telling everybody this shit needs to stop by November or else you're all going to die. Is he going to wipe off the ball? Is he going to bleach the ball before he throws it? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, good. If anybody that, you know, would do that, it'd probably be him. But (laughs) so uh, as we talked about, the MLB season is going to be shortened to 60 games and they're not doing a bubble. So we talked about that with the NFL how yep. they're going to be traveling and everything. We got a lot of a lot of problems here that could potentially pop up, but they're going to try it. So, you know, we're not baseball gurus or anything. We're just going to go over kind of a high level look of what to expect this season, what kind of happened over the off season, and what our thoughts are going forward. So the big loss here, obviously, was Anthony Rendon and Ryan Zimmerman, but they still have pretty much the whole team intact. Rendon was a massive loss, of course, but then you got Carter Keboom. He's replacing Rendon at third. Of course, that's going to be a big question mark. He has some big shoes to fill, to say the least. And 
He did have two homers in 11 games last year, so that's something. That's pretty damn good for a youngin, right? Absolutely. Big thing for me, though, is, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, the NL's actually allowing the DH this year, and that's going to be a big plus for Howie Kendrick, and it's going to be a big plus for the Nationals because they don't have to have him out in the field because he was struggling, and that's a lot of times during the playoffs they had to have him sit. So that's going to be a really nice addition because he's going to just be able to, you know, step up to the plate literally and figuratively (laughs) and, you know, do his thing. But as far as the starters, the pitchers, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin are still there. They didn't really lose anything there. And then you've upgraded the bullpen a little. Still not really a strength, but they got that dumbass Will Harris, which from the Astros was a total joke in the World Series. And I wasn't overly thrilled about that because I think he's terrible. I thought it was pretty funny, to be honest with you, that they brought him in. So it's, it, hey, if he brings something to the table, you know, hopefully he does better than he did in that series. He just looks like a big, ugly redneck. He- <laughs> Who doesn't want to be there? Yeah. He reminds me of like a guy from uh, a stereotypical baseball player from Major League, the movie. (laughs) Right. He's just like, "Mm," Yeah, everything that's just stereotypical about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's just a slob, but hey, maybe he'll play better. Who knows? But then they still have Hudson and Doolittle, and it's not super deep. But hey, they they won the fucking World Series with a shittier bullpen than this. So hopefully that'll work out. But then, of course, Rizzo is back with its last year of his contract. And, you know, they got to work that out. But then Davey Martinez is still there with the club option for 2021. I think he's getting paid minimum wage or something. But from my perspective, I think that they have a good, good roster still. I think that they have a chance. And with the 60 games, I think this is just a wild card for everybody. Nobody knows what the fuck's going to happen. With well, 60 yeah. Games. I mean, if you're going for 60 games, if you look at it, I mean, you get off to a bad start, even within like the first two to three weeks, you could be completely out of it. Right. With the Nationals last year, the way that they started, they would have been toast. There would have never been the run or the opportunity to make this kind of run. I mean, they play like the Mets six games in the first three weeks in their division so if you get swept in series in this the way that it's so condensed down almost like spring training games you go on a little bit of a run of losses you're screwed you really are there's no coming back from it and in a 60 game series in a 60 game season I mean there's no margin for error in this case they have good starting pitching so it can bail them out but I wouldn't be shocked honestly Matt if you saw a Cy Young winner out of the bullpen with this shortened season like this. So for me, that's an interesting part of it. I don't find much interest in it, but for (laughs) me, it's such a condensed down version of things. It makes anything interesting. It almost reminds me of, you know, when the NBA was in the lockout, everything was so condensed down. It was like frantic. You didn't have time to breathe and it was boom, 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 boom. And all these games were happening. It, It was just an awesome experience. Really, I almost wanted it to stay that way. It was so great the way they did it. So it could be interesting and it could get fans like me that aren't into, for me, for example, watch a soccer game. I know that's blasphemy. Right. That would rather watch a soccer game to watch baseball because it's such a condensed down version that I think that I could see myself doing that. You know, but hey, could I say one thing? And I'm going to be like the guy that doesn't know baseball right now. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Eric Thames. I do know who he is, believe it or not. And uh, I was doing some research. You know what I Mm. love saying that? No, but I think that if, seriously speaking for a moment though, him going into the lineup, I think that that can be a serious upgrade. It's a boom or bust situation for them on the Thames situation. If he can come in and be productive, I think that that can really boost that spot for them. I really do. Well, you can't expect Zimmerman, even if he would have been there, to be healthy the entire time. 
entire year anyway. Right, right, exactly. He's the guy's injured every fucking year, except he played great in the uh, in the playoffs. But right, he right. was injured the whole year and then kind of walked in and then did his thing. But but to me, know, this you, whole you entire thing is playoffs. Like I said, if if you go on a run of losses, you're out. To me. Every game is important. Yeah, this is like college football. Right. It really is. It's more so like the NFL. A loss is huge. A division loss, enormous. Yeah, you go from basically the first half of the season meaning nothing. Coasting, in, right. In Major League Baseball, and then to now, you just have to come out the gate firing on yeah, all cylinders. absolutely. And but, how terrible the Nats started last year. Yeah, if exactly. If it was like this, they would have had no fucking... They, they would have been screwed. Yeah, they should have just shut it down. And that's what makes it interesting to me is that... Every game is almost not an elimination game, but is so magnified. It was so watered down, and that's probably why I distanced myself from the sport. But getting back to the Thames thing. Oh, yes, please. He played in South Korea, right? So people got to check this out, okay? Not sure if you knew. He was on Korean Masked Singer, okay? He was hip-hop boy, okay? (laughs) Check that out. He just sings a song on there. It's hilarious. So yeah, that was in my research. You think we should end the show with that song? If you like, Ken. I can throw it out there for you. I know the editor. Yeah, so anyway, there you go. There's your Nationals talk for the year. Uh, You may not hear about it again because of Noel, but I'll try to sneak it in going forward. So that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like the show, share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and we will see you Friday with Bram Weinstein. See you soon. Thank you.